edition of the Andy Staples Show. We are recapping all that is National Signing Day. We have a lot of stuff in the feed for you. We've got a new episode of Stars Matter with Ari Wasserman and Mitch Light. I'm on that one. Uh, We've also got a couple of very special interviews, of which this is one. We talked to Oklahoma coach Brent Venables, who finds himself in a very interesting situation. I I don't think if you'd asked Brent Venables three weeks ago, will you be recruiting Oklahoma's class and trying to sign a, your first class as a head coach while also trying to stabilize a roster of one of the best programs in the country, he'd have probably thought you were nuts because he'd have never thought Lincoln Riley was going to leave Oklahoma. But that's exactly what happened. Lincoln Riley goes to USC. Brent Venables, who has been Clemson's defensive coordinator for 10 years, heads back to Norman, which is the place that he was essentially forced out of when he was a defensive coordinator for Bob Stoops, and he's in charge. Stoops now running the the day-to-day for the team as they head into the bowl game. Venables working on what comes next. And he had a lot of work cut out for him because when Lincoln Riley left, everything destabilized. It wasn't just a matter of the recruiting class destabilizing and people decommitting that happened but you also had a lot of players jumping into the transfer portal you knew like Spencer Rattler who had started the season as a starting quarterback and wound up backing up Caleb Williams you knew he was probably going into the portal which he did and he wound up at South Carolina but Caleb Williams the the number one quarterback recruit in the class of 2021 who became the starter that was the guy that Brent Venables then had to re-recruit and it seems like things are pretty stable right now and then he had to go to work trying to, to re-recruit the class. It's been a, an absolute whirlwind. Basically, he's been on the job a week and a half and has had to nail down this class, decide how he wants to handle his numbers, and also decide how he's going to handle staffing. Now, the, the good news for Oklahoma is there's some folks there, one that Brent Venables either worked with or just knew very well uh, throughout his time coaching, And so he has a pretty good idea of of what he wants from his staff. But you'll hear in our interview, they're still working through what the recruiting philosophy is going to be, how they're going to handle things. You know, they did things in a very unique way at Clemson, and and, and we'll get into that a little bit with Brent himself. But Dabo Sweeney's philosophy on offering recruits is is a little bit different than, than most coaches. Most coaches, they're just throwing out a bunch of offers, and they may or may not be what they call committable. At Clemson, they throw out very few, and, and there's not many schools that do it this way. Northwestern's another one. Uh, Stanford's another one. Those two are a little bit different because a lot of that has to do with the academic requirements to, to get into those schools, especially at Stanford, where the, the school has to admit the player, and so it makes the offer come quite a bit more slowly and makes the, the pool a lot smaller. At Clemson, their thing is they want the offer to mean something. So if they offer you, it's committable, but... Once you take it, that's it. You're not taking other visits, that, that sort of thing. And it's unique. So the question is, is that something Brent Venables wants to bring with him to Oklahoma? Or does he want to do it a little more like everybody else does it? And that's something that, honestly, they have not had time to work through right now. Because when Brent Venables' feet hit the ground in Norman, it was, 
all right, go talk to your own players. Now go talk to these other players who are considering coming here, but maybe shaky because Lincoln Riley, the guy they thought would be there in their entire careers, is now at USC. So very fascinating situation for Brent Venables. And also, as you'll hear in our interview, one key Brent Venables teammate, a guy he's been with at Clemson for quite some time, he's not coming with him to Oklahoma. And if you've watched Brent Venables coach in a game, you'll understand what I'm talking about. We'll talk about what happens next for Venables on that front as well. But first, let's talk about the current roster and the recruiting class. Here is new Oklahoma coach Brent Venables. You become a head coach for the first time at kind of a transformational time in college football. How much time did you have to spend, one, securing the class that was already committed and then getting some some new guys to come in and also re-recruiting the guys on your own roster? Yeah, I think I think that's a great point. I think that was a, the number one goal is to make sure that I, I had an opportunity to uh, to get in front of um, our, our locker room and uh, get a chance to visit with many guys as I could uh, one-on-one. And uh, so I had that organized uh, during the course of the week. And then, of course, every one of our commitments, uh, getting in front of them and, and their families, I was able to do so. And uh, felt like overall it went it went terrific. You know, those are not uh, transitionally uh, with with uh, with the um, uh, because of the time crunch, uh, so to speak, was uh, was not an easy process. But um, we managed it. I felt like you know really well. And uh, but uh, I think your point is very valid. Just uh, the, the most important uh, people to recruit are the people that are on our current roster. And, uh, you know, just to give them some stability, to, to be able to let them ask some questions, to uh, allow them to hear my vision for the program, and, again, to intimately try to connect with them uh, as well. Some of them, you know, you're familiar with uh, because of just uh, having followed Oklahoma football and, and uh, the players that, that, uh, that, that play for them. So, uh, you know, but I, I really feel um, overall it was a, a terrific week and uh, – uh, we're able to really, for the most part, hold hold together, you know, our class um, in the in regards to the ones that uh, were committed uh, the day I took the job. So I, I got to ask about one guy in particular that you signed today, uh, Kobe McKenzie, who was committed to Oklahoma. Uh, Lincoln leaves, he decommits, he commits to Texas. What is that first conversation like? Do you, do you just sit there and go, "Come on, come on"? Uh, not really, you know. Can't do that. I didn't want to. I didn't want to. You know, make it uncomfortable for him, and I just want to connect. You know, I think it was important that, that there was a connection. Um, that he, uh, he the, the cool thing about you know Kobe is that um, he's incredibly intelligent. He's done a ton of homework. He's a football junkie, uh, so he goes to YouTube. He's looking at things like interviews, uh, for press conferences. He's watching old games, and he's wow. paying attention to everything like that. Is an abnormal. Uh, human being. <laughs> uh, so so he's, he's saying, "How are you going to use me in this defense?" Um, yeah, it wasn't you know what position, but you know we we watched we probably watched parts of six, seven, eight games. Uh, wow. You know, while he was here, he chose to come back because so he's been here for back and forth for two years, 
and uh, coming and really uh, getting deeply connected to, to players and coaches and just the idea, the vision of, of Oklahoma being home for himself and his family. And then uh, we're able, because I'm the new coach, able to bring him back in uh, on an official visit uh, this last weekend. So to get him to reconnect with, um, again, uh, you know, some of the players um, on our on our roster and then, and then certainly have an opportunity for the first time to really uh, get to uh, to know me and uh, the staff and a few of those guys that were here, and for us to really you know talk football uh, again, expectations, vision, um, all of those things, and certainly you know talked about uh, how he'd fit you know within our within our scheme and our defense in the future. And and then you also bring in a quarterback, Nick Evers from from Texas, who you know he also affected by a different coaching change where he, he thought he was going to play quarterback for Dan Mullen at Florida, was committed for a long time. They have a coaching change. He reopens things. And how how much does it help when, when somebody you're bringing in, you're bringing in Jeff Levy as your offensive coordinator, had recruited Nick and had a previous relationship as you go into that? Yeah, I think that that was incredibly beneficial. Um, so there was a level of comfort both, uh, you know, who he is as a person, as a coach, and certainly schematically uh, how he could um, uh, be used. And, um, and then again, you know, there's a tremendous need here as well. So it really, um, it was a combination of all those things. And then I think a value system as a program, you know, what we want to uh, be about, what our standards are that, that um, aligned with their family and uh, who they are uh, as a family. So uh, just a a wonderful young man and a terrific support system. Uh, his mom and dad are uh, really a godsend uh, to both him and us uh, because, again, it was a very natural fit. Everything was very easy. Uh, and then, again, I think, you know, he's also somebody that is, uh, you know, just he pays attention, has tremendous awareness what's going on in college football. And again, just uh, you know where he's from is just a couple hours down the road, so he he's well aware of uh, the success over a long period of time that that University of Oklahoma has had. So, but Jeff did a, a terrific job of of uh, jumping in and uh, you know utilizing his previous relationship. And as we know, that's what the recruiting business is all about. It's very relationship driven. Well, and and I'm curious, you know, you are the coach who everyone hopes will lead Oklahoma into the SEC. How familiar are you with recruiting against the, the programs that, that you'll wind up having to recruit against? Because it seemed like at Clemson, every time you were in on somebody, you were bumping up against multiple SEC schools. Yeah, it's tough sledding. Um, uh, you know, certainly they, the schools that you're, you're alluding to, you know, have uh, great resources and uh, terrific coaches, dynamic recruiters, uh, you know, pedigrees to sell, you know, opportunities uh, that, um, you know, to sell as well. So very familiar. Um, and, uh, and obviously you, can, you need to be able to uh, match the relentlessness and um, uh, certainly the facilities, uh, the resources. And, but I think as much as anything uh, anything else, I think that you have to have people that really value, uh, you know, the relationships and the ability to develop relationships that are built on trust and credibility and, um, 
you know, just being genuine, authentic. Uh, and sometimes, you know, in the recruiting world, uh, you know, at least, you know, where I've come from at Clemson, those are longstanding, you know, many times multi-year relationships. And uh, so when you're somewhere and you're established uh, and you, you're doing things the right way, you're attracting, you know, the best of the best at an early age. And where you create a certain level of loyalty, familiarity, comfort, and those types of things. So, uh, for for this particular class, um, you know that that necessarily um, didn't work to our advantage. Um, but 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 at the end of the day, with with the commits that we had uh, prior in prior to again to February, you know, again, and what we were able to to uh, to sign up to this point in time today, you know, we're fortunate that. You know these kids were loyal to the university. Uh, there are some is some familiarity because some of the staff, the previous staff, was held over. Uh, will continue to be here uh, as well. And uh, but there, there's a, a standard of excellence and success here too that I think a lot of these young guys were were still connected to as well. So at Clemson, you guys had a very unique strategy in terms of offers. Not a lot of schools do this, but. An offer actually meant something because you didn't give out very many. When when you did give it out, uh, it, it was committable as opposed to some of these other places that just sort of hand them out. Is that the plan for you as a head coach to to adopt that model, or or do you have to modify it a little bit for for where you are? You know, as we continue to evaluate, obviously that's a, a tremendous model, one I'm very comfortable with, and and uh, I do believe in it, um, and. Uh, so we'll, we'll, you know, that's something that, you know, as we as a staff that as we're they're finishing up this bowl game and we're all, um, uh, you know, we're finishing the, you know, the support staff and a couple of other positions on the full-time staff here over the next month that uh, when we sit down and have our first full recruiting meeting and talking about, again, our standards and our values and our practices, our protocols, you got to lay that out very clearly, not just to understand the what, but also the why. And the motivation. So, that's a, to me, that's a culture. It's a uh, philosophy. Um, we've got to nurture that. And so that you just don't say, "Hey, you know, here's what we're doing." Uh, I think it takes you got to have complete and total buy-in to um, that vision. And uh, and I, I do believe um, in creating value for uh, you know that offer for your opportunity, you know, for an education at your university. And uh, but I think I got to do a great job of communicating. You know what that vision is. Uh, what you know why there's you know a tremendous value in that philosophy, and uh, so in fairness, uh, you know this, that'll be we'll be flipping the script for you know a few guys that haven't been exposed to that, which is completely fine. We'll just we're going to buy into a philosophy you know that's similar to that. So we'll be exact. We'll we'll figure that out. Um, what what fits us, um, but I do um, have a great appreciation. Uh, you know, for for Coach Sweeney's vision and philosophy and recruiting and finding guys that are the right fit and uh, and that, that again, uh, values and expectations um, align. Uh, I think that's important for longevity and sustainability, not trying to have a great team, but but, but trying to have a a, a longstanding, successful program. So before I let you go, one staffing question. Uh, Dabo spilled the beans this morning, confirmed Adam Smotherman is headed to Virginia with Tony Elliott. Uh, For those who don't know, he was the assistant strength coach at Clemson, 
who served as your get-back coach. Brent, who is going to keep you from accidentally intercepting a pass along the sideline now? Yeah. I, you is know, there a depth chart I'm for this? Be, yeah, there's going to be a depth chart. No, you know, I think that um, I'm going to still be intimately connected, but I'm not going to be as intimately intimately connected on, on third and seven like I, I have been. It's, it's, i am got a different role. So, uh, no, we're going to still have be passionate, intense, and, uh, you know, and uh, be completely and totally intertwined in the game. But uh, I think we'll be fine. I, I've yet to have one of those yellow flags come out on me. It, <laughs> Knock it's on been wood, close. Right? It's, Smo, Smo did, some, did the Lord's work he over the years. He did a great job, so. let's face it. No question. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to have to have some internal restraint. So. <laughs> well, Brent, congratulations on, on the first class and, uh, and good luck Thank you, Andy. as you go forward. Appreciate that. Okay, thanks, buddy. Good to catch up. Thank you so much. Thank you to Brent Venables for joining us. Thanks to Mike Kalk, Oklahoma Sports Information Department, for, for making that interview happen. And this has been quite a national signing day. I'm glad that, that everybody got through it okay and, and the news wasn't too earth-shattering for everyone, but it was, there was a lot going on. So if you want to listen to more National Signing Day content, got Stars Matter with Ari Wasserman and Mitch Light and myself. If you want to go back to the world of games and football, Ari and I have a bowl preview coming out to preview the early bowls, and that's going to drop on Friday. And also, remember, we are doing our fundraising drive. Uh, we're, we're raising money for Feeding America. Ari and I are going to be fasting for a 24-hour period next week. We'll be recording an episode starting at hour 23, so you're going to get a loopy Ari and Andy recording that episode. But by all means, please if you want to pledge per hour, if you just want to do a flat donation, however you want to do it, uh, you can find the link in the show notes. And please give to Feeding America. They, they have affiliate food banks all, all across the country, and you can help somebody who's in need this holiday season. So thanks so much for listening, and we'll talk to you again soon.